Hey, what's up guys, Travis here. And if you've been following me or my story for any length of time, you know that I started a company called Guestio about a year and a half ago now. And one of the things that we are doing this year in 2022 is we're building a concierge program called the Fast Pass that allows you to get booked on top quality shows and platforms for the purpose of spreading awareness for your brand, grabbing attention, uh, growing your credibility, your authority, et cetera, et cetera. And so if you are listening to this right now and you are a seven figure plus entrepreneur and you have a budget to bring in traffic, attention, credibility, authority to your brand, then this might be a really great program for you. Just head over to travischapel.com slash 10K. Why 10K? Because we guarantee in this program that you're going to be able to speak in front of 10,000 people within 90 days. Okay, 10,000 people within 90 days. Imagine getting on a stage in front of 10,000 people to share your message, your story. That's exactly what we are doing inside of this program through virtual stages like podcasts or virtual events or YouTube channels or blogs. You name it, we are working with it, and we are trying to get you booked on those platforms. So travischapel.com slash 10x. There's a quick application there, and then right at the end of that application, it'll prompt you to set up a phone call where you'll jump on a call with me, and we'll talk through whether or not you're a great fit for this program. Please act fast on this. Do not wait because we are only taking on one or two clients a week due to uh, constraints with our team and the limited supply of high quality shows and platforms that are out there in the market. So if that's you and you're really wanting to explode your brand in 2022, head over to travischapel.com slash 10K, fill out the application, schedule a quick phone call, and you and I will chat really soon about whether or not this would be a great fit for you. Thanks guys. Talk to you soon. If you're tired of the old way of networking, the business cards, the awkward conversations, and the aggressive pitches, but you know how crucial your network is to your success in life, then you're in the right place. Welcome to Build Your Network, the only top-rated show committed to helping you master content networking, foster real relationships, increase your authority, and build the network of your dreams. Listen in on conversations with world-class entrepreneurs, authors, thought leaders, and more as we deconstruct their best strategies for your success. So get ready to burn your business cards, ditch the name tag, and discover the new way to network with your host, Travis Chappell. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Build Your Network podcast. My name is Eric Skrzynski. I'm Travis Chappell's producer. And on today's episode, we're talking about how you can have success with networking in Facebook groups. First up is Rob Sperry. Uh, He has been recognized by top publication Business for Home as the number one trainer for 2017 in the network marketing industry. His first year in the industry, he reached the highest level in a multi-billion dollar company. Conquering new heights, Sperry became the co-creator of Mint. Next up is Landon Stewart and Chris Stapleton. They are the co-founders of Clients and Community, a company that helps people all over the world build and maintain client acquiring Facebook groups. They built themselves up from consulting seven-figure brands and now have branched out to their own Facebook group, boasting a $4 million run rate. And last but not least is your normal host, Travis Chappell, from an old Freestyle Friday episode where he talks about how you can network effectively on Facebook. If you take value from anything in this episode, be sure to take a screenshot and tag Travis on Instagram with the handle at Travis Chappell. All right, guys, enjoy the show. So you mentioned that you had a relationship with this uh, mentor of yours for a couple of years before you got into the industry. So how long did it take from the initial exposure to network marketing uh, before you actually started making a real full-time income in the industry? 
Yeah, good question. So there's two parts to that. Number one, it took me three years of a relationship with this individual. Then he approached me. Then I got in the business. Then I made a huge mistake. I was making six figures running a tennis club. Uh, my wife and I had two kids at the time. And I ended up quitting the tennis club after five days. And I say huge mistake because network marketing is not made to go full time. And most businesses aren't right out of the gate. Uh, so it's not just a network marketing principle. It's most businesses aren't. And so what network marketing typically is, is it's dessert. It, and you use your job as dinner. So I quit my, my job which was dinner, right? And network marketing, which normally is whether you're making two, three, four, five hundred dollars extra a month, you're very excited about that because it's extra money. Right, right. So I did that in my very first month and made a lot of money. And I thought, this is it. This is a gold mine. I get to work for myself when I want, how I want. And it ended up being a very, very difficult process. Uh, I made it through. It made me stronger for it, but I never recommend anyone do that. It took me about seven months to get a consistent full-time network marketing income. During that process, my first December was my fifth month in the business. I made less than $400 while working this full-time, having a wife and two kids, having no other source of income. And so it was a great learning lesson for me to teach people that you need to learn to transition in, into a full-time income. Some will go faster than me. Some will go much slower. Most people, it's going to take a couple years to make a full-time income. If you go faster than that, congratulations. I think you should dream big. I think you should hope that it can happen. I think you should work towards that. But I like to give people what's possible, but also what's what's real and what's normal because if you go one extreme or the other right it's if you go what's normal what's average and you sell that that's kind of boring but if you sell dreams and hype then you're going to do yourself and and friends and family and whoever else you're talking to a disservice right. so i've learned to just sell both and people fall you know they see themselves where they want to and it helps them to dream big but also not get into get into uh the overhype so Rob, I think I think what you're telling me is you can still make mistakes and end up being successful. Is that is that kind of what what you're talking about? Yeah, it's the whole you got to fail more <laughs> to have success. And I think sometimes people misinterpret that and they get too excited. They say, "Oh, I got to know I'm closer to success and I'm failing more, I'm getting closer." And I, I like that in a sense because it gives us that positive psychological outlook mm -hmm. of Hey, look, I'm just learning. But at the same time, yeah, we need to make sure we're always looking, hey, how can I be more efficient? Mm -hmm. How can I make it where hopefully I can I can fail less often than the person next to me right. and have success quicker. But at the same time, it, it's good to have a little bit of both on that as well. And so for me, when people ask me, how did you have how, how did you have success so quickly? I said, well, I just failed much quicker than you did. And I felt more <laughs> more than you have. That's it. Right. And I'm, I'm so glad that you brought up the whole practicality part of the business, because this is something that I really try to, to hammer home a lot of times. And something I actually talked about on my, my interview with John Lee Dumas on EO Fire um, was practicality and making sure that 
you know, you're passionate about becoming an entrepreneur and you're passionate about getting your business off the ground and you work toward doing that, but you don't lose that practicality aspect that entrepreneurship definitely, definitely needs. Um, and you get so, you, you get so hyped and especially nowadays, Robin, you can correct me if, if you think that, that I'm wrong on this, but on, on nowadays, I think it might even be a little bit more so because you see everybody on Facebook living their Facebook lives and, um, and not, and it's, you don't see the behind the scenes. So you see them standing in front of the Lambo in their, in their buddy's really nice house. And you think that they're having all the success, but really they're still living on their parents' couch when they're 43, you know what I mean? And they're, they're, they're not able to pay their bills. And so you think that you got to go quit your job and go do it full time. So you can be like that guy. And, uh, I think there's so much practicality to what you just said because of that. Yeah, you've got, you've got to earn the dream. Unfortunately, people, they spend the majority of their time thinking about the dream. They think about the results and they don't focus enough time on the process. And so, you know, like you said, they get on, they get on social media and what do they see? They see the highlight reel. It's like if you get on sports center and you see the highlight reel of LeBron James or, or mm-hmm. Kobe Bryant retired they don't realize that these guys the amount of time they spend icing their knees and getting treatment and the amount of shots that they take i mean Mm -hmm. some of these guys take over a thousand shots and the amount of time they have to spend working out and and a lot of them eating well but you see the highlight reel and people are so results oriented which is okay to want the results you just got to make sure you focus on the process to get those results and work backwards and now, Rob, you recently came out with the book, The Game of Networking. What is the most important lesson that you would want someone to take away from that book? I think it's one of those things. It just depends on when you're reading the book, um, what each person's going to get. But if I were to say the main thing I want people to understand is that everybody understands when I say everybody, I'm generalizing. I know that, but I feel like everybody knows the value to networking, but there isn't a book out there that teaches you the formula to network. I've read them all. I like them. There's a lot of great tips and ideas, but there's nothing of do this, 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 and follow this. And you can become a great networker. It's all these random smorgasbord ideas and so for me, I first and foremost, I want people to understand the value even more of networking. And second, I want them to understand exactly how to network. And then third goes back to number one is, is as they learn how, I, I really hope that people understand that networking is the key to, to success. And when I say success, I'm not just talking about money. I'm talking about happiness. When you, when you talk to people when they're on their deathbed, they don't say, I wish I would have had, I would have gone and gotten more schooling and had a better degree, or I wish I would have made more money, or I wish I would have worked 40 more hours a week. They say that they wish they would have spent more time with those that they cared about and fostered those relationships. And so, yes, it's going to help you to make a lot more money. But the best part about it is, is it's going to teach you how to become happier and it's going to teach you how to get what you want. And hopefully you have good desires and those desires are things that are worthwhile um, because we can use networking for bad or good. But the the great part about it is I feel like true networking, it's very difficult to fake. Mm. And if you're not the right person, uh, you're not going to be great at networking. 
And when you wrote the book, did you write it for the network marketer when, uh, as far as the ideal audience, or was this really just about how to network better regardless of, of what industry that you're in? 95% of the book is for everyone. And I was taught by a, an individual who's written 14 books, uh, a mentor and, and one of my closest friends. He said it's in order to really make something work from a marketing standpoint, it's niches to riches. He said, so you got to focus on your niche. And he said, you have a really good audience in the network marketing industry. So take your book that is all teaching on the formula and then find about 5% of the book where you cater specific to that audience. So smart, yeah. Yeah, and my goal is to take it from there. And then I'm going to create a book uh, in all different industries based on that book and take that 5% out from network marketing, apply it to real estate, apply it to um, knocking doors, right? Mm-hmm. Apply it to insurance agents, apply it to all different industries. There's no shortage of internet marketers that want to get on my show all the time. And I turn the majority of them down, even though they might be, you know, I'm just not, it's no shade to them. It's just, you know, you've had one marketer, you've had them all essentially. But the one reason I want to bring you guys on is that you're doing something that's a little bit more unique. And I totally agree. You can tell that Facebook's putting a lot of energy and time into, into making groups better. I spend way more time on, in my Facebook groups than I do on my Facebook newsfeed. Mm. Uh, at this point. And, and so, and, and even the posts that I do get way more traction in my Facebook groups than they do on my regular newsfeed with, you know, 5,000 friends and stuff. So I think that yeah. we're going to see, I think that's probably a big reason is that news feeds are just getting really cluttered and groups uh, just aren't cluttered. They're not that way that you don't, you don't get the ads and you don't get all the other yeah. things that, uh, that clutter up your regular, your regular feed. You're curating the content when you're joining groups specifically. And I think that that's, ultimately what people crave. And, and so I think that you guys are, are dead on with that trend headed back in that direction. So um, and to validate that, Travis, not to cut you off there. No, you're but good. Zuckerberg, did, they just released a study. They hosted a study on the platform and they've scientifically proven that people are, are happier spending times in groups on topics they enjoy than randomly scrolling the news feed. So yeah. they're like, they're breaking it down scientifically. They're studying their users at a high level psychologically and they're starting to realize the trend. So like once they realize that, wow, like our users are way happier in groups that are spending way more time in groups than the newsfeed, let's double down on groups and transform Facebook into a community platform. Yeah, I think, I think you guys are dead on. And I think that you're, you're really wise on picking up on that trend. So how, how, can, how can we all take a part of that? How, how can we all jump on, that, uh, jump on that train before it leaves the station? Yeah, let, let's talk about it. So... There's really, when we, when we work with our clients, there's really three things you've got to get good at when it comes to Facebook groups. You've got to get good, at, of course, at growing the Facebook group. And we can touch on that in a sec. We, you've got to get good at providing content in the group you know, in a way that builds a bond with people and ideally in a way that doesn't suck up too much of your time so that you can focus on your actual business and serving your clients and that kind of thing. And then you've got to get good at the conversion side of it. And so let us know, uh, you know, which of those pieces or all three you'd like us to really touch on because we can, 
we can kind of riff. Yeah, let's start with growth for sure. Because this is the, I mean, this is ha- this has to be one of the biggest things that people are always curious about. So you guys are doing mostly a paid strategy. I'm sure that you get a bunch of more organic now that your groups are larger and things. Mm-hmm. But when you're first starting out, is that the, is that the way? You just got to go Facebook ads to directly to the group? Or, or what, what are you talking about when you're saying paid? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can touch on it. So yeah, right now about 80% of our growth, we're growing about 150 a day. About 80% of that does come from the ads. So about 120 or so a day directly from advertising. Essentially how we do it, it's, it's pretty creative. So early on, we wanted to run ads into the, into the Facebook group because we wanted to be able to supercharge that growth. But Facebook actually has policies against that. So you can't just you know throw up your group link inside of an ad or else Facebook will disapprove the ad because they don't want to make it look... Or Facebook, their concern is making it look like Facebook endorses this Facebook group. Mm. And so you can't run ads right into a Facebook group due to, due to copyright. You can't post any Facebook links inside of any ads. Yeah, yeah got it. that's right. And so what we ended up... So at first, we're like, that's a, that's a hurdle. What are we going to do? So what we ended up doing is kind of, you know, again, similar to traditional internet marketing to where we now send people from an ad. So we have simple ads. I mean, the ad will literally be like, join our free Facebook group. Inside, we, you know, the group is built specifically for this audience. Inside, we do these things. We also weekly live stream talking about these topics. Tap here and join the group. So the ad itself, which is a picture of me and Staves. So the ads themselves are super, super simple. And then from there, we take people to a landing page where we collect their name, email address, and phone number, which we can touch on that here in a minute because that's one of the really powerful things about our overall strategy. And then from there, it basically says, where do you want us to send your group invite to on the landing page? And so we get their name, email, phone number, they opt in. And then from there, we take them right into the Facebook group and now they can join the Facebook group. And so what happens is, is when we say, you know, our Facebook group is growing by 150 people a day, not only are we getting 150 people a day inside our group, but we're also getting 150 right. email leads a day, 150 text message leads a day. So we call it a trifecta lead. We're getting that lead in three different places. So we yeah. see the value, of course, in a group, but we also see value in other communication platforms and being able to follow up with those leads elsewhere, which is a big part of our content strategy we can touch on here in a second. Um, but yeah, so we drive people th- right from there, right into the group. The thing that we love about the paid approach, because you know, there's some other people out there that kind of teach Facebook groups. I think we're the only people that teach groups with paid advertising. The thing that we like about it is, you know, number one, it's scalable. Yep. So like, you know, when we were, when it started working, like we've been able to scale it from a hundred dollars a day on ads to like a few thousand dollars a day on ads over the span of 10 months, it's pretty scalable once you dial it in, sure. which for us was really appealing. And then the other thing, again, like we touched on, like with the ads, our group member quality went way up because with the ad, we can use Facebook's built-in targeting, which is okay. But really the magic of it is the words that we use in the ad to attract very specific people. And we use words in the ad that repel people that we don't want to join the group. Yep. And so the people joining the group are just... They're great fits for what we're doing. They're interested in, in what we have to offer. And so it's, it's really been a magical combo. Love it. Uh, Chris, can you maybe talk into the next part of that process, which is the content? Like once you get them into the group, that's great. But if you're spending 5,000 bucks a day on getting people into a Facebook group and don't have a way to make money back, then that's a pretty quickly a losing uh, proposition, right? So what's, yeah. what's the strategy to, to um, move them through the process? 
Yeah, I love it. You know, the, the two big things that we see most coaches make mistakes on when it comes to content is number one, they're posting too much. So they're on the hustle mode, like hustle your face off. Like they're posting once a day, maybe even sometimes twice a day. They're going live in the group all the time. And that can overwhelm your audience. Number two, not only are they posting the, the too much content, but a lot of times they're posting the wrong content. And we know because we've been there. It's easy as an entrepreneur to just teach, right? To teach what's working inside of your morning routine and your productivity and like the things in your business and lead. So what happens is they spread themselves, they not only spread themselves too thin and add a creative burden to them as content creators inside of the group, but they're also watering down their message and they're spreading their audience too thin and they're, they're, shooting, they're shooting their audience down too many rabbit holes mm. of value. So what we've really done, just like Landon was mentioning, we're business owners. We have clientele to fulfill on. We've got a team we're managing. We don't want to be in the pocket all day long, every day, waking up thinking, okay, what do I have to post inside of the group today? So what we've really done is got very, very strategic with our content to where we're only posting two to three times a week maximum. Right now, me and Landon are spending about two hours a week creating content inside the group. And one of the magic pieces uh, to what we do is two things. Number one, the content is very, very strategic. We don't just throw out any old idea on the table. Everything we do inside of our group has a purpose. So it's very intentional to help shift beliefs that people need Facebook groups, right? We're helping people shift the beliefs and see the vision of what a Facebook group can do. You'll see the magic happening. And then number two, you'll see the, like, the people commenting and responding and the number two, handling objections before they come up. So when you go into our side of our group, you'll read the value post and everything is on purpose. The second thing that we do that's very unique and not a lot of people do is that we actually spend more time promoting the content that we create two to three times a week than we actually do creating it. So we spend more time promoting it than creating it. What does that mean? Landon will write a post on the Facebook group, right? And then instead of just letting Facebook show that to a certain amount of people and just kind of throw it out like spaghetti on the wall, what we do is we take that post and then we go to our email list that we're generating and we share that direct post link to our email list and say, hey, Landon just wrote up a fire post in the group about paid, our paid growth strategy when it comes to Facebook ads. It's a one minute read. Click here to watch it now. We'll mm. broadcast that to our email list. Everyone will pop back into the group. And there's this massive surge of energy inside of our group. So when people come into our group, they're like, how do you guys get this kind of engagement? Like, it's only, there's only like 17,000 people. It's not that big, but our posts blow up with like hundreds of comments, hundreds of likes. People are always baffled by it. It's because we're leveraging the technology. We're leveraging our other list and we're essentially hacking the algorithm because Facebook will only show the post to like a small amount of people. And then based on that first batch of engagement within the first 30 minutes to 60 minutes, if it gets good engagement, Facebook will actually open up the floodgates and show it to more people. If it yeah. doesn't get good engagement, Facebook's like, this post sucks. Nobody likes it. Let's not create a bad user experience for our people and not show this post to as many people. So we're able to hack that, hack that piece to it. And we've really simplified it for our clients. We've really got very strategic with what we do so we can live a great life and have a great business at the same time. And then Landon, I don't know if you want to touch on our live stream, but our live stream every single Monday is a big piece of what we do. 
we call it a piece of our pillar content where it's like every Monday, you know, 6 p.m. Eastern, we go live and that's our showtime. That's our prime time, prime time show. People are ready to go. They're ready to watch. And on average, we get like 100, 150 people every single week watching us live for about 45 minutes. Be sure to use Facebook stories, use Facebook live. Typically, if Facebook wants you to do it, it's probably a good thing for the algorithm, meaning that like if they're pushing a new feature, then probably do it because they're probably going to favor you in their algorithm showing your post to more people. And then lastly, drive traffic to your timeline. So you do all this work to make your timeline really good and make your post really good and valuable. And then you don't do anything to drive any traffic to your timeline. So join 10, 15 Facebook groups. I used to say three to five. I don't think that's enough anymore, especially because you can just copy and paste similar content in similar groups. So if you join 10 groups, then uh, you know, join five of them that are in your industry and join five of them that are like outside of your industry, but somewhat associated with your industry that could potentially have people that you could collaborate in. Then go in those groups and be actively involved. Like and comment on other people's posts, post your own content in there that's engaging, have people in there. And what you'll notice over the course of a couple of months is that when you are engaging in those groups, you'll start to post content. And because you engaged so much, all the other people in the group are going to see your content first when you start posting. So what happens is people start seeing your content they start posting in there. And I remember a couple of times in a couple of the groups that I was in when I, when I was really doing this a lot, I would get three, 400 comments on a single post in a group of like 60, 70,000 people. And that wouldn't have happened if I just went in and expected that to happen right off the bat. I had to spend some time in there and make sure that I was an engaged member of that group and constantly adding value to other people, other members of that community. And then what will happen is when people like and comment on it and you have a couple hundred people doing that, or even if you have a couple dozen or starting off with just five or 10, like whoever's commenting or engaging on that stuff, obviously something that you said resonated with them to some extent, or they wouldn't have engaged on that, on that post. So what you do is you go in, you start adding all those people. And then what do people do when they see that you friend requested them? They go check out your timeline, which if you did a good job in the first two steps of putting out good content and making sure that your timeline was optimized, then you're going to start getting more people into your world, whether it be listeners or customers, whatever it is, it's just going to help you out tremendously in the long run. So don't get so caught up in like, I have to spend money on Facebook ads or else it's not even worth being on Facebook. There's a lot of different ways to use the platform and to get a lot of traffic into and to your circles. That's it for this episode. If you want to connect with Travis and other like-minded people who also listen to the show, then you're going to want to head over to travischapel.com slash group to join his free Facebook group, Podcast to Profit. Travis will see you there. And remember to leave every relationship better than you found it. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate 
corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.